Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, hello. Welcome to Bachelor Blab once again. I am your host, Jackie Maroney. I'm really excited, guys. I think we have a really fun show for you guys this week. I spoke today with Caitlin Fitzpatrick. She is the news and trends editor at Hearst Digital Media, and she's also covered the Bachelor franchises for Pop Sugar in the past, so she's a total Bachelor expert. She's also been watching Listen to Your Heart and had some really funny hot takes. I absolutely love chatting with her, and I hope you guys like our chat. Hi, Jackie. Hey, how are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm good, all things considered. It's been weird. Um... But, you know, obviously trying to make the best of it. I just actually started a new job remotely. So that's just been like making me a psycho. Cause it's been I saw it and you moved really to New York hard. not that long ago. Yeah, I did. Um, I moved in January. And, th- and so like I had two months of cold, brutal winter and then a quarantine. So I'm loving New York. That is certainly a welcome. Definitely a, a welcome. <laughs> I know, I know. It's been... I don't know. Yeah, obviously, it's, like, it's been horrible. Like, has it been good for anyone? I don't know. <laughs> um, and you got a house, right, in New Jersey? Yes, I bought it. Uh, we moved in April 7th, and then we got me and uh, now my fiance, we got engaged April 11th. So I think we're literally the only people in the world that are having a good quarantine. Yeah, what the heck? <laughs> that sounds amazing. Yeah, new house, we're engaged in love. <laughs> While everyone else is falling apart, we're like, should we be celebrating right now? <laughs> I mean, those are all good things. And yeah, you should be celebrating. If you can find like a silver lining in all of this, go at it and go at it hard. Because yeah, it's been it's been a weird one. But um, yeah. I'm, ex- I'm excited to be talking to you. Um, I feel like this is already like brightening up my, my crazy day. Um, oh, we'll, we'll make it fun about talking about even more craziness that doesn't have to do with all of this. So listen to your heart. I've been asking everyone this. Do you like this show? First question. Do I like this show? This show, I like to think of it as the weird uncle in your family. Are you supposed to love them? Yes. Do you do you want to see them more than once a year? No. So that's how I feel about this. I am supposed to love it because Chris Harrison is in it and it's in right. the Bachelor family, but can I handle it more than the like six episodes it's going to be on? I don't think so. <laughs> well, and my follow-up question is, are you watching this show on your own free will or are you watching it because you work in entertainment and need to like report on it and work on it. I think I'm watching it because I like to be in the know. And if I'm going to look down on a show or think a certain way about it, I want to make sure that my opinion is justified. And so, yeah, it's just one of those things where I want to be left out. So I just want to see it. And um, I don't know if it was a mistake or not, but here we are. (laughs) Yeah. I'm still very undecided on it too. It's, it's hard for me because on one hand, like there, there's no reason why I should dislike this show, right? Like it has all the components of things that I like bachelor drama, like dating shows, musical numbers. Like I'm a huge sucker for that. So like, it should be everything I like. I think the biggest thing I'm struggling with is I don't even think they know. And by they, I mean like the people, the producers, the Chris Harrisons of this world. I don't even really think they know 
like what the real premise or purpose of the show is. Like they keep kind of changing it every episode where it's like, okay, we're focused on music and singing, but actually we're not because you're going to be judged in your musical performances by your quote unquote love connection was like, which is a completely arbitrary measurement of judging. So that's what I'm really struggling with is like, okay, why should I care about these couples? Cause it's pretty clear to me that all of them besides maybe Chris and Brie, and we'll get into all of them specifically. I don't think any of them actually like each other. I think they, I think they like each other enough where it's like, Oh, you know, I enjoy hanging out with you for these six weeks. But I think it's very obvious that it's just like a mutually beneficial circumstance where the more they pretend to be in love, the farther they get in this competition. Like you can't tell me that like Ryan and Natasha are like fucking off screen. Cause I don't believe it. There's no chem, there's no like real love. Do you agree or disagree? I didn't, I didn't realize that by episode three, they would be like, okay, pick your partner. You're in this <laughs> for the long haul perform on stage. I didn't know it was going to be so heavy on the musical side of things. And I'm with you. I love music. I love these bad reality shows. I love it all. But I think the problem here is that the whole premise of The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, and Bachelor in Paradise is, are these people here for the right reasons? And it's always, you know, when you find out someone, oh, they have a music career, oh, they have a business they want to promote, then it starts getting into those dicey waters. But with all of these people, you can't tell me that they're all not here for the wrong reason. They absolutely have to be here for the wrong reasons. Hey, if I don't find love, you know what? I could get a career out of it because my voice is being put out in front of millions of people. So I think that's part of the reason some people are struggling because it's like, okay, we know what you're here for. So we can't even feed into the, you could possibly be in love aspect of it. Right. Like the whole premise of the show is being there for the wrong reasons, but yet they keep pretending that it's not. And, and that's what I just keep getting frustrated with where Chris Harrison, like, like, cause it's so obvious to me that even though they're not saying this, the real premise is like, these are all singers that want to get discovered, right? They're, this is publicity for them. This is amazing for their music careers. But Chris Harrison keeps being like, remember guys, love first, love first, love first. If you're not feeling the love, send yourself home. And it's like, it's, I mean, and actually some people have sent themselves home like Savannah and Sheridan, which granted other things happened to them that kind of made it that way. But like, that's pretty honestly impressive on their end to not even like wait to the rose ceremony, but to just actually send themselves home like that because of the massive opportunity they're, they're giving up. Yeah. I was very surprised that Savannah went home because he even tried to go after her and she was like, I am not a second choice. And I wanted to like, you know, break plates and stand up and throw a party. Cause I'm like, wow, someone on this show actually wants to be here for. Yes. <laughs> I know. It's like Savannah, think about your music career. Come on. Cause he would have. Yeah, we're all at home rooting for you. Like, no, no, do it for the music. Stay on. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's get right into it then. Brandon, Julia, Savannah, Sheridan, this whole thing where they start off this episode where they're like, we're gonna switch it up I think do they do that on another show is it Love Island where they do this to other people I, I don't watch Love Island but I heard that that's something Why? I'm that not sure you. but it wasn't it was some it was a little shady on the Bachelor producer side to be like okay we know you all like your people but we're gonna put you with the people that we know you secretly have a thing for to see if we can stir things up so it was genius that they put Julia with Brandon 
for them to have one yeah. last date. It was, it was wild. It, it kind of seemed like that was the only situation they were trying to force into combustion, right? Like the two other dates, like Rudy and Chris and who was it? Jamie and Ryan, both of them, they were like, huh, well, this was funny, but like, we're buds now. Cool. And I was even looking at, they didn't even have real dates. Like Rudy and Chris's quote unquote date was them standing six feet outside of the mansion, like with binoculars being like, <laughs> We're well, times are tough and they can't throw those um helicopter dates like they do on the bachelor and bachelorette yeah, clearly, cut costs here. clearly not they could only afford one real date even though they sent three couples on dates that's what was the funniest thing to me was that like okay like you're clear you clearly only care about one situation like combusting the rest of this is just like a joke but you're just throwing these other people in the mix to make it look not so, 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 so obvious where you you have to be like, okay, Julia, we're going to make you pick Brandon now. Because that's really what it was. Like, no one else had a date. Can we just talk about what is it about Brandon? Like, he has yes. three girls after him. Like, is he I mean, I, funny I, I, and we didn't realize it? Is there something going on in his pants that we don't know about that they got to check out? Like, what is happening that all these women wanted Brandon? Sure, he's a good-looking guy, but... Literally, the but whole like, cast is good looking. So, what is it? But, like, is he even that good looking? Like, I mean, I guess compared to Fair. your choices are, but, but he not only is in my, he, in my opinion, not attractive, he seems to have the worst personality I've ever experienced. Like, the way he, I mean, we'll talk about this later on, but the way he totally like gaslit Savannah when he, when like they, when him and Julia did come back from their date. He says he still has feelings for Julia, and she's like, okay, so, like, do you want to go date her now? Whatever. Like, he, she's just like, well, I'm not going to be a choice. Like, I'm going to go. And he's like, whoa, like, you, you are just, like, being crazy. You're not putting all into this. I want to do this for you. Like, he was so gaslighty and manipulative and good for on Savannah for just being like, I'm not doing this. Goodbye. But he, I don't get how he thought he could get away with trying to, like, play bo- both sides there. Right. And he's 34 years old, but he's acting like a frat boy that, oh, look at my pretty guitar and I have a nice face. No one cares, Brandon. Everyone on the show has a guitar and a pretty face. That's how they got on the show. (laughs) Literally. Well, just, and also the fact too, it's like, Brandon, are you not aware that you're like, everything you're saying is being recorded and will be played back for all of America to see. Like the fact that he's, he's saying to Julia, like, oh yeah, like let's work through this. I'm going to go talk to Savannah now. Then says to Savannah, oh no, actually I want to be with you. Then Savannah finally leaves and now he's stuck with Julia, but whispering to Natasha in front of her saying, oh yeah, no, but actually if Savannah stayed, I would have stayed with Savannah. It's like, do you not think that they're going to show this on TV, right? Like, you know you're wearing a microphone. That's what I don't understand. Like, these fuckboys can't get away with these things. On national television? I'm sorry. I'm almost surprised because the whole judging aspect is, like, a whole nother thing. But I'm kind of surprised that they let Brandon and Julia go just because he's kind of, like, full of that drama and could have been that villain. Because everyone on Twitter was going after him. Like, Brandon, you're not even that good looking. And like, all just going after him. So I'm kind of surprised that they didn't, you know, try to leave him in there. But the other ones, I think, can make some interesting drama in the next couple weeks, too. For sure. I think they're going to kind of turn it to be now that, like, Natasha is some drama queen, pop star. Although I really didn't get that vibe from when she... I mean, like, was it the best timing to tell Julia that, hey, by the way, 
Brandon literally said to me while you were sitting right next to him that he would have picked Savannah if you, if she had stayed like, no, that wasn't the best timing, but I don't, I really don't feel that she has been, well, I guess, Oh shoot. Now I'm forgetting about the whole Trevor situation where she came in and stirred the pot. Maybe Natasha is a drama queen. I don't know. What do you think? Cause that yeah. seems like where they're going for the next episode. Totally. And you're right. Natasha did come in and start that drama with Trevor. And I think that, she knew what she was doing with bringing it up to Julia right before because they were literally sitting in a room, you know, behind the stage waiting to go on. So I think that she full on knew. And I'm actually surprised that she wasn't worried that would mess up her performance, you know, just getting into something backstage and then having to go right. on and perform. I'm surprised she wasn't worried that maybe that would hurt her. But I think she knew what she was doing. Absolutely. And she just was like, no, I just wanted to let you know. She should have absolutely let Julia know. 100%, but after she got off stage. Yeah, I, I, I guess so. I just like, is it bad of me that I think of that? And I'm like, wow, Natasha is like a diva queen and we stand. Like she could, could drop that bond on Julia, sabotage her performance, and then like goes on stage and like knocks it out of the park. I don't know. I'm like low-key kind of into her and I'm also kind of into the fact that I it's so obvious to me that her and Ryan do not have any sort of romantic relationship whatsoever but they seem to have a really good understanding of like okay you're really good I'm really good we'll just be like these two little queens that like gossip at the breakfast table together and just I feel like that's what's been pushing them forward this entire time you do that if you realized oh I don't have a romantic connection with this person why would you just send yourself home if you guys are on the same stage and say, hey, we can perform well together? Granted, we don't know if this is what they said or if they actually think they have feelings for each other, but we're telling them right. they don't have feelings for each other. So I give all the props to them. I would do the same thing. I would stay yeah. on my partner and be like, look, you fake in love with me until this show is over and then we can go our separate ways, but get that record deal. Well, for sure. And I think it's actually working out really well for them specifically because I think both of them have such unique um, styles in which they perform. Like Ryan has that whole like John Mayer acoustic-y th thing going on. But then Natasha is so, even just her personality, she's very glam and she's like very big and bright. And her vocals are absolutely incredible that it just goes so well with these big, powerful, like jazzy songs. Like whenever Natasha's singing, someone whips out a trumpet, but they never do that for anyone else's songs. Everyone else is singing like cute little acoustic-y things. So I think the combination of like Ryan's acoustic-y, like earthy style, and then Natasha comes out with the big vocals. Like I'm obsessed with their vibe together. Like if they put together a record, I would buy it. And I don't give a fuck whether they're in love or not. Like they're a good musical duo. And that's what's so stupid about this fucking show is that Brie and Chris, yes, they're so, 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 so in love, but they are boring music. Let me tell you. I, I get it. And I agree. <laughs> you that. don't agree or no? <laughs> oh, well about Brie and Chris, I think that's a yeah, different yeah. story. And I think if they, that's a whole different thing. But when it comes to Natasha, I'm going to be honest. Okay. I think over watching this show over the past few weeks, kind of everyone's voice morphs together. And although they all have different styles of music or they concentrate on that, I feel like they all sound the same. And that's not to diss them because I all think, I think they all sound wonderful, mm -hmm. but Natasha really is like, all, the judges are even like, all right, you, you, you can clearly do this for a living, but yeah, no, she's like on another level. Yeah. She's pretty amazing. And she's beautiful. So good on her. If she's stirring up a little drama, Hey, she's a bachelor producer. <laughs> she's 
So what do you think of um, Jamie and Trevor? Because I think they're an interesting one as far as their oh, couple. Jamie and go. Trevor. <laughs> First of all, I think Trevor has an ego the size of Michigan. But how could you not when you're on American Idol and Katy Perry calls you hot? I think if Katy yeah. Perry just looked at me, I would have a bigger ego than I already do. So you can't even blame him. <laughs> but Jamie is so young. She's 21. She's a baby. And she cries. And I get it. It's emotional. You like him. You're on TV. You're performing. You're scared. It's this and that. It's just, girl, calm down. It's okay. Take a breath. I Come know. back when you're 25. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Seriously. Well, and I'm waiting for the point where Trevor finally gets frustrated with Jamie. Because I think up until this point, like – I think Trevor likes Jamie. I don't think they're not in love. I don't, Jamie may think she loves Trevor, but Trevor does not love Jamie. I think he likes her. He's like, oh, this is a cute girl. I'm on this TV show to sing my songs. And if I have to be in a committed couple to continue to sing my songs, might as well do it with this cute girl. And I think up until this point, that's been working out fine for him. But I'm waiting for the moment where Trevor starts getting annoyed that Jamie keeps messing up their performances. Like, when is that going to snap? Because I am just waiting for it. Exactly. My favorite scene of last week's episode was when Brie and Chris are on stage looking passionately into each other's eyes, singing <laughs> Lover by Taylor Swift. And all of a sudden it cuts to Jamie crying into Trevor's chest backstage. And meanwhile, Chris and Brie are still singing and then they cut back to Jamie yeah. having a breakdown and Trevor's just standing there and you can tell the look on his face is like, someone help me someone call someone. I don't know what to do with this. And it's, it's brilliant. Whoever cut that scene needs an Emmy because it was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I wonder it's, it's weird in general talking about this show because like, I don't know going forward, like what the structure of it is going to be. Like, are we just going to continue to do these musical competitions now until there's like one person standing? It's a very strange way to judge because I think the judges were correct that Chris and Brie are very into each other and they love each other. And they were able to figure that out just from their performance, just like they were able to mm -hmm. figure out that Julie and Brandon really weren't in a true couple. Yeah. But I think it's such a strange thing to judge someone on because, you know, Everyone shows love differently. That doesn't mean they have to be all lovey-dovey. I tell my fiance right. that he's annoying and to leave me alone. And that's my way of saying I love you. So, I mean, how can you judge what happens on stage? Well, and that's what's so silly. It's like, okay, so then why are we even still having these singing competitions? Because it's very clear now, what, there's four couples left. It's very clear all of them are incredible singers. Like, they're all very good. We've, we've kind of weeded out the bad ones now. So now... They're just going to keep doing these performances, but like their musical ability is like not going to matter. Like what matters is their quote unquote chemistry. So it's like, right. why are we even doing this? It just seems so pointless. Right. It's like if it gets down to the final two couples and let's say it's Brie and Chris against Natasha and Ryan. Natasha and Ryan, I mean, just Natasha alone, her voice is incredible. And I think that she could put on a more entertaining show than Chris and Brie, but Chris For and sure. Brie are actually in love. So do they win because they're an actual couple who's in love or does Natasha and Ryan because they're very talented? How, how, who's going to decide this? Right. That's what I don't get. And I don't, and you know, I think like the tone of the show has been okay. Like if we're going with the rules, like how Chris Harrison has said them this whole time, listen to your heart. It should be, 
Chris and Brie. Like it, it's all about love first guys, love connection first, that, that whatever. But and now I'm just like thinking about it, like, okay, really if Chris and Brie win, and I think the whole reason they had this kind of show is that they get like a, a musical bachelor couple to like tour around the country. I don't think they have the same selling appeal as some of these other couples. Like Chris and Brie are, are beautiful and sweet and in love, but they are like, they're not like a winning couple entertainment. Right. So I not- feel like they're going to need to throw in some mix there to like get that, 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 it factor for the like I don't know like are they gonna have them maybe switch again I don't think they could do that but they couldn't focus on the love aspect they would have to be like okay you guys are in love with who you're in love with but if you think someone would make you a stronger performer go do that but then still have to balance your romance with someone else who's performing with someone else see that would be good TV Right. The show has turned out to be more about the musical aspect than I thought. I was like, oh, they'll sing on dates. I didn't know there was going to be friggin' Andy Grammer up in here judging <laughs> I know. Honestly, good I, get by the Bachelor people. I, I know. Could you imagine walking out and Kesha being there? That would be pretty no, amazing. I couldn't. I would throw up. <laughs> I mean, I think I sound pretty good in the shower. So if the judges could come in the shower with me and hear me, I think I too could win this competition. But, you know, Good. I don't I think mean, those rules apply. Hey, at least you're probably more in love than any of those people, including Brie and Chris. Because while I do think they're sweet, they've only known each other for what? How many weeks? Three? It's a little ridiculous. I, I know. It's, it's wild. It just goes to show what happens when they cut them off from, I'm, sh- I'm sure it's the same rules as it is with The Bachelor, Bachelor, and Bachelor in Paradise, where they have no access to internet. TVs, they just focus on the show 24-7, so they can't help but to fall in love. It's a whole psychological thing where you have nothing else to do, you might as well learn about every single person in this house and all their traumas and what keeps them up at night because you can't watch Real Housewives. For sure. No, and I was saying this in one of my previous episodes that I also think the whole musical aspect of it is incredibly emotionally manipulative and gets in these people's heads to make them think that they have stronger connections with people than they do. Like, especially since these people are musicians, they love singing, they love working on music and practicing. The fact that they are putting these people together and making them sing love songs, like they're, I think they're confusing like their love for singing songs for their love for each other. Does that make sense? No, absolutely. I think that's definitely part of it. And I'm sure when they're vetting these people to see who to cast, that they go for people who are super emotional, the Jamies of the world who are in deep and they'll cry at a drop of a hat. And that plays into the music. And I totally agree with you that they feel like they're in love because it's emotional and they're on stage and they're singing these love songs to a stranger I mean, I, I would be curious to see what if they actually had to perform songs that were more upbeat, that weren't necessarily about love, that were about something else. Would they still run off stage and be like, oh my God, I just like him so much. What do I do? You know, I don't think we're so. Natural producers are smart. We know what they're doing. I know. Well, that's the, that's the whole thing. Is it's a, That's the whole show to me is so inauthentic because of this like weird manipulation thing. <sighs> and... I think everyone is already skeptical enough about The Bachelor in general, and now you're just giving us a show that's not really authentic at all, and people are just there to, you know, get a record deal and good on them, and you might as well get something out of your 10 minutes of fame, so do it. But it's just, it's, it, I think it's tough on the viewer to really 
get in deep with any of the couples. For sure. I agree. Um, and you know, maybe they will learn from this and like, like, you know, when they first started doing paradise for that first season, I don't think they really knew what they were doing then. And obviously it grew into what it was. I think maybe, I think there's potential here if they kind of figure out what they want this to be. Cause it's not like I'm hating it. Like I don't dislike watching this show. It's just, it's just confusing. <laughs> yeah. I think it's just, I, I don't know. I think they might, ABC might've gotten this wrong. I think it's just too easy. <laughs> it's, too, uh, it's just, it's a well, lot. Just, and heard, just the fact that they keep saying like, it's just like a star is born. It's like, how tone deaf are you guys? Like, like people die at the end of a star is born. It's not. I know. Is there like a suicide at the end of this show? I mean, what is happening? Oh my God. Could you imagine if there was like, that's like actually the ending. They're like, yeah, guys, we said that a star is born love. And it's like Chris Harrison with, I'm not even going to go there. It's like Chris Harrison's not trying to lose that check. You never know. Yeah. It's, it's weird. I'm not a fan. It's strange. I'm happy. It's only, you know, six weeks, I think they said, but I read somewhere that they're talking about trying to extend it or, or add in even another bachelor show this summer. I don't know. It's a, it's a lot. I think less is more. For sure. And well, and that is interesting you bring that up because I think they're getting pretty desperate with now like the no paradise was filmed. Obviously Claire's season was not filmed. They don't have anything to run in that like Monday night time slot that makes them so much money. So it's going to, I've heard theories that they were going to start running like old episodes of like the bachelor and bachelorette, like the best of certain seasons. I support that. See, because there are a lot of people who haven't watched this show from the beginning. And I guess I was just very free every Monday night, my entire <laughs> life. And I watched every episode, but the older episodes I think are so interesting because they're so different than what it is now that I think it would be really cool to put it on. And plus, you can't find old Bachelor episodes just anywhere. Sometimes one season pops up on Amazon Prime and Netflix just randomly put a season on there, but you yeah. really can't find them. So I think that would be great. Stop giving us new content. Let us rewatch Bob Guinea season. Let's rewatch Jake the Pilot. I want to see everything again. Yeah, see, I don't even know who those people are. I actually, I'm exposing myself right now. I didn't even really start watching till Ari season, which I know is really embarrassing of me to say. Oh my gosh. I know. That's interesting. I need to give you a list now of the seasons that are worth watching. Because Please do, because like I know, I think I should do, like I haven't ever seen Caitlin Bristow's season. I never saw Andy Dorfman's season. I know those are really good ones. Um, I went back and watched a couple. Like I did watch Nick Vile's season late after the fact. Um, Nick, yeah. Yeah. I just kind of fell into this whole bachelor thing and then like weirdly got obsessed. So I'm not an OG watcher, which I'm ashamed to admit, actually. I, I would definitely watch Jake. I can't even pronounce his last name. Pa- Pavel- Pavelka. <laughs> is that what it yeah, is? Yeah. And just cause how... The very last episode with him in Vienna, like their reunion when they're fighting and eventually break up, is just such gold that I think that itself is worth a watch. So here's my campaign for Chris Harrison to put on Jake's season because it would be <laughs> fabulous. 
Okay, I will, I'll have my people call ABC and see if we can set that up. I'd appreciate it. Um, Let's talk about some other current Bachelor drama if you still have a little bit of time. Obviously, I don't think we spoke, would we speak during Peter's season? I don't know. Where did you end up kind of falling with the whole Barb, Madison, like in Peter's finale, what were your thoughts? And what are your thoughts now that after everything that went down, I don't know, have you been keeping up at all with kind of what's been going on? Like Peter and Madison spoke after the finale. Now he's dating Kelly, Barb approves. It's a whole thing. What are your thoughts? Absolutely. Well, the way Barb acted at the final rose, I know you're supposed to respect your elders, but I'm from Jersey and you don't talk to anyone like that around here unless you want to catch some back. So if Barb ever like spoke about me like that, and then I found out just how rude she was and just all that, I, I wouldn't be as kind as, you know, Peter's final two. So, so were you more into Matt? So you were like team Madison at the end of that finale? I mean, yeah, I was just against Barb. I wasn't necessarily, I didn't really love Madison or Hannah Ann for Peter. I didn't like Peter much in general. Right. I was, you know, personally, I wanted Mike Johnson and I stand by that because it would have been a much better season. Right. <laughs> but Barb was just very rude. And, you know, it's her relationship with her kids. Like she's very hands-on, which I understand. I have a lot of siblings. My mom's very loving, but like if she ever like was deep in there like that I'd be like what are you doing and it seems like Peter just has never stood up to her before and he could have done it in a respectful way and for all we know he did behind the scenes but the way she acted it didn't appear he did where it was like hey mom can you chill out like not for sure well I think if he actually really was serious about pursuing a relationship with Madison that would have been an important thing to do. Like, right, if I'm Madison and there was any chance of them moving forward after that, like Peter would have need, needed to stand up to Barb and be like, look, mom, I really love Madison. We're going to make this work. Like you need to um, stay out of it. But he didn't. Like he kind of was just like, he kind of sat there and took it. And then the next day him and Madison weren't together, which makes me, which makes me question though. Well, I do think Barb was, was, a bit rude. And well, well, I don't think what she was saying was necessarily wrong. I do think she was rude, especially to say something like that to not only Madison, but like to your son, really on national television to really embarrass him like that. I don't know how a family recovers, <laughs> but it does make me wonder like if Peter and Madison were ever actually serious then of pursuing a relationship because Peter didn't really seem that invested to um, defend her. Which then goes, well, now he's with Kelly. So clearly he didn't care that much. Right. That's definitely what it seems. And now pilot Pete is all like, you caught me to Kelly. And I'm like, oh my God, now they're Instagram official. Like who cares? Like the guy is as flip floppy as they come. And that just goes back like Savannah on Listen to Your Heart. She wouldn't put up with that, but... (laughs) Well, and that's what, like, I thought Kelly was, like, during Peter's season, I was obsessed with Kelly and thought she was, like, the only sane person there and, like, really smart, really, like, grounded and just kind of, like, said what she was feeling. So I am a little surprised, especially after how messy the end of Peter's season was. Like, he, even though he was, like, feeling stronger for Madison, got engaged to Hannah Ann, was really shitty to Hannah Ann, and then went back to Madison. And then, so then for Kelly to then like look at all of that and be like, yeah, this is the guy that I think 
is really going to treat me well and be really committed to me, I do think is interesting. At the same time, though, I weirdly trust Kelly's judgment. And I'm like, okay, Kelly, like you're smart. If you think that this is different than how Peter was on the show, like maybe he was just feeling like he didn't really have much control and like had to do all of these things to please all of these people while being the bachelor. And now without those pressures, he can be a normal human. Cause I don't think Peter's mean, you know, like he's sloppy and he is disrespectful. Like he's, he was really inconsiderate to a lot of people, but I don't think he did it purposely. I think it was like out of his immaturity. I kind of see him as a kid. So. Well, I mean, he still lives with his mom, right? Like he doesn't know how to make decisions for himself. Right. Like he seems like the kind of guy that just is a little clueless. Like he would buy his wife like a vacuum for her birthday (laughs) when she already has six vacuums. Like he just doesn't get it. So I think it's just going to take some time for him to figure it out. But I can't imagine how difficult it is for someone to go on this show and you like everyone, but you have to get rid of someone. So that's, you know, he got rid of Kelly. I think she was in the final five and he sent her home. So I can't imagine how difficult it is to then be thinking in the back of your head, okay, should it have been her? But where it gets messy is that Kelly was at the final row. She was in the audience. So that's when the whole speculation started. Are Peter and Kelly back together? But then he started things up with Madison again. And then yeah. apparently now, now they're saying that he was texting other girls when he was getting together with Kelly. It just, it just all seems so messy. Right, which is why I do question Kelly's judgment. I'm like, Kelly, why do you want any part of this? Like, mo- like you're super beautiful and you were just on The Bachelor. Like, you can find someone better. Maybe not right now because we're in quarantine. and Maybe that's the plan is like to ditch him after. But I don't know. That's why I do question her judgment in all of this. I'm just like, really? Really? Peter? Peter? This is the guy? You I know. I, I hope she, you know, if things go awry, she puts him in his place. Because I feel like no one has put Peter in his place. I know that, like, Madison did a little bit at the final rows, and so did Hannah Ann. But I need someone to, like, shake him. And maybe <laughs> not physically, like, mentally, just give it to him and make him get it. Because I agree with you. He's immature. But maybe he did get it. Like, I remember how Kelly kept saying to him, you know, dude, like, relationships don't have to be this hard. Like, they can be easy and fun. And that's ultimately, I think, why he sent her home. Like, it, she wasn't taking it seriously enough and she wasn't crying over all these things. And maybe he learned a lesson throughout all of this messiness that, oh, actually the girl who I just, like, get along with and have fun with could actually be the girl for me. I'm hoping, I'm hoping this was like a learning experience for him and that they're happy just because I do want to trust Kelly's judgment. But yeah, I am. I do think it's really messy. And I also agree with you that there's, I don't like, there have been some other like people in bachelor nation who have gone on their podcast and said, look, like I talked to producers and they just brought Kelly there to, to the fun, to the finale, to, to have people speculate. They didn't, they didn't think anything was going to be going on with Peter and Kelly. And I just don't believe that. Like, I think there was some some alternative universe in the back of their mind where they're like, well, maybe Peter picks Kelly at the end of this finale. So, like, she needs to... Wasn't that a big rumor, too, was that he doesn't pick Madison or Hannah Anna and he actually picks Kelly? There was a lot of rumors going around before this finale 
in specifically. Right. And if they weren't talking or at least like, the, like, you know what I mean? Where there's smoke, there's fire. And so if they're, if they weren't at the very least like talking and DMing or being flirty or seen somewhere, why would people be speculating that about Kelly? Like Kelly is like his fifth place contestant. Like why aren't, it, like if all things are equal, why aren't people speculating that about Kelsey or Victoria F or McKenna. It's like everyone kind of rallied around this idea of Kelly. And it's like, well, why are you singling out this random fifth place contestant from his season? If there wasn't maybe something there, do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Where there's smoke, there's fire. And there had to be some reason because now Victoria F is dating Chris soul. So I mean, (laughs) who even knows what's happening? Oh my God. It's such an incestuous community. I just can't get over it. I'm convinced that as soon as you get sent home on The Bachelor, The Bachelor producers give you a cell phone with every single prior cast member's phone number in it from every season, and they just tell you to go to town. I'm convinced that happens because they all meet each other and talk to each other, and I think that's what's behind it. Because how else did Victoria F. and Chris Souls get together? I need answers. Oh, right? Uh, yeah, I have no idea. And it's it's kind of interesting, too. I mean, they, especially now that we're in this day and age of here for the wrong reasons, here for Instagram, I think people are also realizing that not only are they going on the show for Instagram, obviously, but they are a lot stronger as a brand dating another person from Bachelor Nation. So I think there's a lot of that going on too. Oh, totally. Yeah, it's definitely better when they're with someone. Like Ben Higgins just got engaged, but she's not from The Bachelor. And right, yes, yeah, sure. so I don't care. <laughs> right, so if she, she's very pretty and they look adorable together, but he, the news would be all over it even more if he was with someone from the franchise. It's just people love to see that. And, ooh, I didn't think that couple would be a fit. Ooh, from his season. Yeah. And this and then, blah, blah, how just... crazy people were over Jason and Caitlin Bristow getting together. Like, it's insane. And their star power together now, I feel like, is off the charts. Yeah, see, that's a couple, like, I didn't see coming. And then they got together, and it looked like they moved very quickly. I wouldn't doubt that they're going to get engaged very soon. Mm-hmm. But and I think for their brands, too. Like, they've just, like, I didn't really think, like, obviously, Jason, I think, was pretty popular on Becca's season, and he was popular. But him with Caitlin Bristow, wow, he's, like, he's like a Bachelor Nation A-lister, which is, like, a normal celebrity D-lister. So, really, he's I not love a- that. Harrison, when you're a bachelor, a lister, <laughs> a celebrity, I love that. I mean, am I wrong? Like that seems not like- wrong. That's totally how I see it. Like an A-list celebrity is Meryl Streep, but in Bachelor world, it's Caitlin Bristow. I I love it. I mean, pretty much. Um. All right. Is there anything else you want to plug or talk about before I let you go? I'll say it once and I'll say it again. Oh, yes. This season of The Bachelor would not have happened if we just chose Mike Johnson. ABC producers, you can fix this. So true. So, so true. I know. I I would really like justice for Mike Johnson as well. I hope we see more of him in the coming Bachelor spinoffs. Who knows? But we'll have to see what happens now that they can't film right now. So it should be interesting what happens in the next year for Bachelor Nation. Yeah. Well, maybe they will take this time to sit and reevaluate their actions and come back with shows actually worth watching because exactly. this is pretty painful. And we'll try to forgive them. 
<laughs> we'll try. We'll see. Except who am I kidding? Like, I'll be there Monday night. It's like, listen to your heart. We're showing television. I'm there on Monday night. <laughs> what other plans do I have? I act like I could be doing so much other things with my time, but really, I'm in front of my TV anyway. So give me some music, a little drama. You know, I'm okay with it. For sure. All right, Caitlin, thank you so, so much for taking the time to chat with me. It is always such a blast talking to you. And yeah, if there's anything, so you plugged Mike Johnson, want to plug any Instagram, anything else? I'm like, did we, did we get everything? I love it. I just always plug Mike Johnson. I can't I know. You're yeah. like, so my handle is at Mike Johnson. I just love him so much. But yes, you can follow me on Instagram at it's Caitlin Fitz. People say I'm funny besides my mom. So I think that's reassuring. And if that doesn't deserve a follow, I mean, what really does? That's fair. We all need to <laughs> laugh in these corn times. All right. Thank you, Caitlin, so, so much. Have a great rest of your day. Thanks, Jackie. You too. All right. Bye. And thank you guys once again for tuning in to another episode of Bachelor Blab. I'm Jackie Maroney. You can follow me on Instagram and on Twitter at Jackie Maroney underscore. And I will be putting out another episode next week. So make sure you tune in for that. See ya. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.